Hi, I'm Ashwant. Welcome to the Ashwant Palagar Show. The theme of our today's episode is the most common problem that every individual faces in their lifetime. That is negativity. So the concept for today's episode is dealing with negativity. For today's episode, we have a special guest with us. She is Neha Pant Tiwari, founder of Your Success Story. So hi Neha, thank you for accepting my invite, and I'm really privileged to have you in my show. How are you doing? Hi Ashwant, I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for inviting me. Pleasure being here. It's my pleasure too. So I gave a brief intro about you. Like, can you introduce more about you? So uh, I started, you know, your success story about two years back. Okay. I was working. I was an ex-corporate warrior for about over a decade, and uh, then thereafter, I joined my husband for his uh, for the military obligations which we all have. I've been coming from a defense family, oh. and then thereafter, I I realized, you know, that uh, a lot of people are struggling to be positive in life. They are struggling to be better versions of themselves. So I took up number of courses, and I turned towards positive development, positive psychology, personal development, and uh, self improvement. So among all the things which I do, these three are what I do the best. and that is when i founded your success story great to hear from that so like i got to know uh, something from uh, from your profile that like, you are in happiness hacker so what according to you is the definition of happiness and what actually is this happiness hack excellent you know so uh, happiness is when what you think what you say and what you do is in harmony now this is how mahatma gandhi defines happiness and this is what resonates with me as well but to be very honest with you there is no set definition for happiness many researchers have come up with many definitions but not a single one of them has been you know conclusive and universally accepted as a definition of happiness the reason for that is it is not very easy to define happiness and it is because you know happiness is a fleeting reality it is a very elusive thing it doesn't have a finish line which is static the finish line keeps moving you know like i said you know people think that they will be uh, happy when they achieve success and when they achieve success they are happy but maybe for a day for a month and after that they are back to their own set point of happiness mm-hmm. and then they are looking for another happiness goal so in that sense you know uh happiness remains a universal goal and a constant pursuit so happiness is an extremely subjective thing you'll be surprised if i tell you that it is shown that happiness which people feel after a month of winning a lottery and the happiness which people feel after a month of breaking their hip bone on the path to recovery is exactly the same that is how subjective happiness is it differs from people to people it differs from moment to moment so happiness per se is a very very subjective thing it's a very very ambiguous thing but here is what we do know about happiness we know that happiness is the opposite of unhappiness so by that logic if we stop doing things that make us unhappy if we avoid doing things that we dislike we will become happy right but the question is for how long can you uh, you know stop doing things that make you unhappy for all you know there are important things right so you can't do that forever the second thing is that even if you stop doing things that are making you unhappy what is the guarantee that you will remain happy forever 
none whatsoever so what do we do what is the panacea what we do is we create constant moments of happiness on a consistent basis drawing from the habits of you know daily habits of happiness daily habits of happiness are like your meditation your gratitude writing journaling random kindness yoga physical exercise so on and so forth so it is also shown that happiness is actually uh, you know actually lies between the intersection of what you have been avoiding and what you long for so 40% of happiness is actually derived from you know your the quality of your daily interactions and the quality of your daily activities so logically speaking if you're able to populate positive emotions in these activities and in these interactions you are bound to become happier human being right yeah. so happiness hacking is nothing but making these healthy positive emotions available on demand it is a practice of creating direct and uh, clear you know direct and clear path to happiness and creating happiness at will this is exactly what happiness hacking means if i have to explain this to you with the with the help of an example i'll give you one simple example of a happiness hack it is something which is very very common and it is something which probably a few of you are also doing it is called as a happiness jar have you heard about this no it's the first time okay so happiness jar is nothing but a box full of pleasure based happiness activities what you do is you observe your day and you note what what are the moments in which you feel extremely happy in which you are smiling all the time in which you feel expansive so far as your energies are concerned in which you feel enthusiastic relaxed or rejuvenated you know you note those activities down you also note the time of those activities now the reason why i'm asking you to note the time of those activities is because you know our emotional signature it keeps changing from on a moment to moment basis in the morning you may be feeling a different set of emotions which may not be same as the emotions which you feel in the evening so the activities which are bound by those emotional circumstances may not work in other emotional circumstances right so for example me i love having my cup of tea in my garden but in the night probably when i'm feeling down and i really want to you know hack happiness it might not work for me so therefore make a activity make a activity chart according to the times and simply put those activity chits according to the time into that box now the moment you are feeling down take cognizance of what time of the day it is go to that happiness jar pick up a chit according to that time and just start doing that activity you will be you know you will be productive in no time this hack has been you know this happiness hack and other happiness hacks which are like this have been said to make people productive and happier on a consistent basis as a matter of fact happiness hacking is something you know which you can apply to organizations which you can apply at a professional level which you can apply at a individual level and it works wonders you you need so it so that is about happiness and the kind of hacking you know which i do you really nailed it and yes uh, it was really a useful tip and hack for me also so like i try to follow from your words 
so like yeah so now we are good with like what happiness is and how to get some happiness hacks when we are in difficult situations okay that's fine now we will go to the other side so what according to you is negativity and like do we really need to think of negative things all the time or does it happen automatically without our knowledge so that's a great question you know yashwant so negativity uh, is actually the expression of disempowering emotions which put you in a non resourceful state simply put it is a state of mind which makes you focus on the dark side of life it makes you focus on problems more than solution it makes you focus on what is lacking rather than what is there and not lacking okay so uh, this basically happens you know for the simple reason that negativity sticks it stays it is a heavy emotion you know and like happiness is fleeting it is light negativity is heavy and it sticks as a matter of fact negativity is as contagious as positivity with the difference that is it is four to seven times more powerful than positivity and when you verbalize negativity when you speak it out loud it becomes 10 times more powerful what i mean to say is by the time when you have negative thoughts they impact you four to seven times more but when you speak them loud when you discuss them when you verbalize them repeatedly the impact is 40 to 70 times more that is the kind of impact of negativity that we are dealing with and do you know what is the reason for that the reason for that is because we are wired for negativity from an evolutionary perspective our brain is wired to focus on threats more than fun and happiness for the sake of our safety so you know our brain is wired for safety and not positivity and happiness give you a simple example imagine you are lying on a bed of roses soft fresh amazing smelling you know rose petals which are pink and red in color you're lying on them and there is but one small tiny thorn which is pricking mm -hmm. you what will you think more about will, will it be the petals more about the thorn, thorn. right so yes. these predispositions are actually ingrained in us this is how we live we uplift and we inflate the bad and we discount the good so negativity is something which comes naturally to us you know but it doesn't have to be this way it doesn't have to be this way because we are not adaptive anymore those threats of evolutions which were there are actually a thing of past now right yeah. so while natural so while negativity comes naturally to us what we do with the negativity how we deal with the emotions how we respond to the emotions and how we alter our behavior is completely and entirely up to us that is what the good news is here is how it works you know basically we exist our mind operates in two modes default mode and a focus mode so um, default mode will be when you're sitting in a lecture hall and your professor is you know delivering a lecture by the time the lecture gets over you walk out of the classroom and somebody asks you how was the lecture what did you learn you're blank the reason why you're blank is because you are in a mind wandering mode you are in a default mode your thoughts are wandering from your past to your present they're hardly there in the past to your future yes. hardly there in the present yes. now imagine this is what usually happens right so now imagine 
while the professor is delivering a lecture, a pink elephant appears in the room. What will happen? Suddenly you will get into the focus mode. Yes. You will suddenly be present right in that moment. All your energies will be focused on task at hand, which is the elephant, you know. And fortunately or unfortunately, 50 to 80% of the time, we are in the default mode. And this default mode, which I call the wandering mind, is an unhappy place to be. It is full of negative memories. It is full of negative self-chatter. It is illogical. It is also very, very unproductive. The fact of the matter is that there are 150 files which are open throughout the day. You know, at any given point in time, your brain is dealing with 150 open tasks in a day. And there are 35,000 to 60,000 thoughts which are constantly floating in your mind. And your wandering mind is supporting you to think about these 30 to 60,000 thoughts, 80% of which are repetitive in nature. So negativity rises because of our existing in the default mode. You want to snap out of negativity? Simply get out of that default mode. Two things, one is mindfulness, the other is meditation. And of course, you know, the third thing, which is very, very important that helps is stop verbalizing negativity. Stop complaining, stop cribbing, stop gossiping about people, about places, about circumstances, about politics. I'm not asking you to curb your emotions. What I'm asking you is to not to repeat them and turn them into something which is called as a self-fulfilling prophecy. So this is this is how negativity impacts us, you know, in our life. That's a great piece of words. So yeah, like we got we got much about this how negativity works and how one can be conscious, like without having knowledge on like how what they are thinking. So it was what this. Like other thing is like we always care about negative people. So in our right. life, uh, there are various people who are surrounded um, in our everyday life. So who are always talking about negative things. So how to stay away from negative people? That's a, that's a great question, you know, and uh, here is what I have to say about it, Yashwant. You cannot completely avoid negativity. You cannot completely avoid stress. You can't completely avoid negative people in your life. What you can do is you can learn to manage them and you can learn to manage them by raising your adversity quotient. When I say raising your adversity question, what I mean is developing your coping mechanism and also developing your support system. So your coping mechanism is those pleasure-based activities which put you in a flow, which help you to shut that noise, you know, the outside noise. So your pleasure-based activities, if done in a rightful manner, are as strong and as impactful as meditation itself. You know, cleaning the cupboard, singing a song, listening to music. When you're completely in the present, you shut off all the access to those 150 open files which are there, out of which almost 80% are the negative uh, files, you know, which you don't have to involve your time, energy and effort into. So that is one way to cope. The second way to cope is understanding your own self and understanding your environment a little better. Figure out, you know, what your triggers are. Figure out how can you manage your triggers a little better. Figure out what is the alternate response that you can uh, come up with when these situations occur in your life on a repeated basis. Now, one of the most highly recommended things to do is 
grow your support system when i say develop your support system i mean invest in your social circle of excellence invest in reciprocal relationships find out who is the core group of people find out the people whom you value and who value you back these are your go to resources when life turns its rough edges you know personally as well as professionally speaking every time you have a tiff with your boss or every time there is something that happens at home you can't stop living what you do is you create an alternate environment of healthy relationships and healthy daily activities and these are the people who help you attain just that these are the people who will encourage you these are the people who will nurture you these are the people who will guide you and give you their expertise these are the people who will make you laugh and look at the funny side of life and these are the people who will also keep you grounded they will also doubt you in in the right way and at the right time how it is required to be done you know so these are one of this is one of the most important things that you can do in your life creating a support system the other thing which you can do is be mindful of the energy that you spend with people you know there is only in fact there is only finite amount of energy that you have now when you spend it entirely on people who are draining you you are actually draining your own self of energy right mm-hmm. so be mindful of the people whom you share your energy with especially because you are the average of five people you spend most of your time with right yes. you will be as successful as these five people you will be as much of a failure as these five people you will be as happy or as sad as is the average of these five people so be very very choosy about the kind of company you keep you know other thing which i can suggest is uh have a constant check on your environment and on your influence keep feeling keep checking you know how do you feel after you interact with somebody how do you feel after you do a certain activity how is it impacting your thinking how is it impacting your general well being are your future uh, aspirations changing because of this now if you feel drained and unproductive on a consistent basis it is a time to take a call you can either change you can either adapt or you can leave that is a call which you need to take because you need to stop living by default you need to start living by design so these are a few ways you know in which i can think of dealing with negativity and dealing with negative people okay. that's right so like being positive or negative mostly depends on the average of our social circle right absolutely it depends upon the average of your social circle and the way you let them influence you keep yourself on the check and also keep be very very mindful of the kind of content which you consume when you consume a negative content you are going to give out a negative content in, in terms of discussing it and you will grow more and more of negativity you know yes. within your own self and also within the environment so that is something which you really really need to be very very mindful of that's true so like how to take positivity from negative things so yeah. can you give us some hacks brilliant question again you know yashwan yeah. the reason why i think that it is such an important question to be addressed is because as you grow in life and as you grow in your ranks your ability to deal with crises and failures 
is far more critical and it matters far much more than your ability to deal with successes. Okay, so you need to start looking at negative happenings in your life or negative events as your life as learning lessons, as opportunities for growth. How do you go about doing that? I'll tell you what I personally do. Okay, so uh, the reason why, uh, you know, every time a certain event happens in our life, basis the outcome of that event, we either put it in a negative bucket or we put it in a positive buckets. Now, these are the only two buckets that we have in our life, right? On yeah. an average, there is no in between, okay? And therefore, there are no neutral events in our life, right? Yeah. So the reason that there is nothing which is which we call as a part of life or which we call as an experience in life is because we don't have a bucket to park them. Yes. There is no parking space for these events, okay? Yeah. When you create a separate bucket, and you name it as experiences in life, yeah. and when you name it as a part of life, you will realize that not every event needs to go to that negative bucket. Yeah. It can be filtered through this and then go to the negative bucket if the need arises. Simple example. I'll give you a very, very simple example, which I think your viewers will be able to relate to. Say, suppose you appear for an interview. You were very helpful of cracking the interview but it didn't happen. You did not get selected. What will you normally do? You will put that event and park it in that negative bucket space, right? Yes. What if you park that event as a part of life and as an experience in life? What if you draw lessons from that? Observe that event, understand what went right, understand what went wrong. You know, figure out, for the things that went wrong, how much of it was your responsibility? How much of it was attributed to your personality, your character, and your level of preparation? How can you champion that situation so that when it happens the next time, you can face it as at not the same level that you faced it now, but at a higher level? Yes. So this is how you champion the negative things in your life. Okay. Yes. And when you do that, when you do that, you not only draw positivity out of these events, yes. you also grow in resilience, okay? So form that parking space for events in your life and put them under experience before you actually segregate them to positive or negatives. I think this is what really I what works for me, really. I mean, there are different lenses which you can put. You can put, you know, you can start viewing things from a number of other lenses. You can see it from a lens of gratitude. You can see it from a lens of forgiveness. We end up blaming ourselves. You see it from a lens of self-compassion. But most of it has not worked for me. It may work for someone else. This has what has worked fail-proof. 100% of the time. True. So the, the example that you use will not only help people who are seeking positivity, but also for the people like who, who thought themselves as failure for, I mean, silly reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. And what you need to understand is, you know, failure is an opportunity for growth, especially people who have a developed uh, spiritual muscle, if I may call it, you will be able to relate to this quote, which I'm making right now. The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot protect you. Remember that everything that is happening is happening for a reason. Albert Einstein said, God doesn't play dice. This is exactly what he meant. Yes. You need to draw lessons from things. Otherwise they will keep happening. 
and you need to take that positivity out you know and see it from a different lens altogether so like what is your message uh, to the present generation of students or young professionals who are like aiming to have a great career ahead okay uh i would like to tell you uh, tell everybody who is watching this and also tell everybody especially the millennials who think that you know uh happiness comes after success i want you all to know that happiness comes before success success is actually an offset of happiness so this is how the uh, equation goes you know progress equals happiness and happiness gives rise to success now what i want to share with you is an interesting fact about happiness which will not only help you in your careers but in your life in general for most of the you know most of the time people think that uh happiness depends upon your external uh, environment whereas only 10% of your happiness depends upon your external environment so the way you look the amount of money you make to a certain extent uh the number of cars that you have or the kind of status that you have the place that you live in or the location is predictive only of 1/10 of your happiness as for the rest 90% of long term happiness it purely depends upon how your uh, how your brain processes your external world so happiness is a result of you know your internal communication with your own self that is one and the lenses that you use to view the world okay out of this 90% 50% is genetic but the next 40% which is derived out of your happiness habit which is derived out of your daily activities the meaning you attach to them which is derived out of your uh, human interactions on a daily basis that is where 40% of your happiness comes from okay so as you grow in your life understand what you value the most try to pick up a career and try to pick up everything else in your line aligned to those values that is what is going to keep you successful that is going that is what is going to make you uh, successful and keep you happy okay yeah. that is one thing and the other thing which i want to tell you is when people say happiness is an inside job this is what they mean because 40% of your happiness is hackable so that is what i wanted to share very very honestly with all the audience who are there true these were some great words like not only the viewers like even i i got many benefits out of this conversation so yeah thanks neha it was really great interacting with you and like i hope those who are watching this will get hacked with positivity and happiness all the time and also thank you for joining my show thank you so much ashwan it was an honor and a privilege being here thank you very much i wish everybody watching all the very best yep thank you everyone for watching this video for more videos and interviews uh, like this please like and subscribe to my channel also share this video in your network who needs some happiness and who needs to get out of negativity thank you thank you for watching again